Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Morning, everyone. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM on a Tuesday. Coming up, you know, we're going to get things started with a recap of last night on the hardwood before we start talking about Super Bowl 58 starting at 620. At 640, find out which of our preseason bets hit and which ones did not in the NFL, including, I mean, an incredible prediction that you have to listen to that happened before the season on NFL Network. It is NBA basketball at 7 o'clock before we take a peek at the latest Super Bowl futures. Then during the 8 o'clock hour, much more from the big game, including some insight from BetQL's P.J. Glasser. We also bring you our best bets at 8.40. And don't forget to follow us on the old Twitter at DailyTipMGM and BetQL at Chelsea. I see you are wearing a shirt that matches your eye. How are you feeling this morning? Well, my eyes aren't quite as pink today. And to be clear, it was very red yesterday. It was terrible. So I feel like you can't really tell on our shot because it's a little bit wider. Like it's not super intense and like close to my eye, but Mm -hmm. I am feeling a little bit better, still a little bit under the weather. I feel like my voice is not 100%, but, you know, feeling better than yesterday. So we are making steps in the right direction. Oh, this is amazing. Do you feel like this is your flu show? just like Jordan had his flu game, or was that yesterday? Oh, well, it would have been yesterday. 
And it's not like I didn't feel that terrible. It just I looked really bad. So, you know, it's kind of like when the NBA basketball players wear those masks that like look kind of weird and they look like a villain in Batman. So it's more of that effect. And I just I don't know. I don't feel 100 percent when, you know, my eye looked like I was, you know, suffering for some like medieval disease. So I'm feeling a little bit better. But more importantly, I am not looking, you know, god awful. Well, you looked fine yesterday. I could not even tell. But you're a better person than I am because if I'm less than 100 percent, oh, I'm in bed. If I wake up each morning and I don't feel 100, it's over. I'm calling in sick last minute. So good on you for taking one for the team and stepping up because we have so much to talk about. And we're going to start, as per usual, with our best bets. Only one on the card for each of us. So tell us about ye old National Basketball Association. Yeah, I had the Spurs laying three and a half at home against the Wizards, who normally are a great team to fade, of course, I go against them, and they win the game outright. Uh, Going into this game, the Spurs were undefeated as favorites, and this line even went to four, four and a half in some spots, so it felt like the right side, but this game pretty much went down to the wire. The Spurs did have a lead with about a minute left to play, but some big shots by the Wizards, including... A couple of good players that I forgot they had. Tyus Jones, if you remember, he used to be the backup point guard for the Grizzlies behind John Morant. Did a nice job in the final minute of this game, kind of facilitating the offense. So even the worst Mm -hmm. teams in the NBA have some good players. I was expecting Wimby to have a big one because the matchup was really good last night. The Wizards allowing the second most points and rebounds to opposing centers. He had a decent night but not enough for the Spurs to win the game. So an L for me. Do you know what I always think of when I hear Wimby's nickname? Because obviously his last name is Wimbanyama, and everyone calls him Wimby. Do you remember the old trash bag commercials? I think it was for Glad Trash Bags, and they were talking about how their trash bags were better than everyone else's. They were so hefty, and they were making fun of other trash bags and say they would, they would go, hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. And I always think in my head, hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Am I the only guy that does this on the planet? Anyone here? Crickets? Crickets? I know you've yes. mentioned it before, <laughs> um, but I don't, I think I remember these commercials, but it's definitely not the first thing that comes to my mind. I think of, who is it? Gumby? That's who I think of. Like oh, the green, okay. like Gumby guy. I don't know. Oh, it just yeah. kind of sounds a little similar. But if you continue to watch him, good God, like he does look like an otherworldly being, just the way that he's shaped. So uh, I'm sure you're not alone in that fact. I do remember those commercials, but (laughs) mm, it's not the first thing I think of. No, well, they are old. And also Matt and Double D are losing their minds in the chat. So I know I'm not alone here, but that's definitely like an older reference. So I thought, I'm kind of rolled the dice on this one. But regardless, yes, he's been awesome this season. He and Chet Holmgren going back and forth for NBA Rookie of the Year. I had to bet on the NBA last night. We had one hockey game on the schedule, and I'm glad I didn't bet it because it was Preds sins. I would have been on your Predators. They lost. So instead, I went Kings Grizz under 225 and a half. The Kings win 103.94, only 197 points in that game. So that was a dub. Donkster with a couple wins. 
Uh, he needed them. Had McNeese State laying 19 and a half, hosting Northwestern State. McNeese wins 89-65. And then the old chonk donkey had the Blazers hosting the Sixers over 224 and a hook. The Blazers win 130-104, so... 234 in that one. That was a win as well. It is early. Chelsea, you are 0-1-1. I'm 1-0, and the Donkster is 2-0. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jinx. She's Chelsea. I'm I'm 100%. Chelsea, I'm, I'm going to give her, I don't know, 75%. Maybe that's fair. I don't know. I'll, I'm not going to speak for Chelsea. She's just not 100%. Let's get into what we saw last night in the NBA. And we're going to start in the Mile High City where the Nugs ruined the debut of Doc Rivers as head coach of Milwaukee. They beat the Bucks 113-107. The Nuggets were laying four. They were minus 175 on the money line. Total set at 239. Milwaukee gets a healthy dose of who else? Nikola Jokic. 25 points, 16 boards, 12 assists. His 14th triple-double of the season. Jamal Murray adds 35, and the Nuggets use an 8-0 run late to give their head coach, Michael Malone, his 400th career victory. But all the focus on this one, as you might expect, on Doc Rivers taking an L in his debut for Milwaukee. At least the defense maybe looked a little better if you're trying to glean a positive. Just one game. Well, also, it's not especially easy to go on the road to the defending champs at probably the toughest play to play, uh, place to yes. play in the NBA in Denver. So I think you take away from this game is, okay, this is a good measuring stick for what we need to be like entering the NBA Finals because mm-hmm. isn't that the goal for the Milwaukee Bucks? All of these firings when their coach you know, had a very much winning record because the urgency clearly is there for Milwaukee so I know that this is a loss it's the regular season it went down to the wire it was a close game and it's Mm -hmm. a road game like in the NBA finals if this was the NBA finals this is not a game that Milwaukee is expected to win so I think you come out of this game saying okay Doc Rivers first game you know Mm -hmm. we will see and we will build on this it's amazing too how some coaches have more cachet or more name recognition and, and I understand why, because Doc Rivers played in the league for so long and he's coached so many teams and he's won a title, but he's been so close. And there's the game seven criticisms. And then you have a guy like Michael Malone, who just keeps on racking up victories and titles. And he's someone that when you think of the great coaches in the NBA, for some reason, he doesn't immediately come to mind. And I, I don't quite know why that is, because he should. Well, because he coaches for Denver, and it's not one of those big market teams. Even though Denver's a pretty big city, it's not New York, it's not Philly, and Mm -hmm. it's certainly not L.A. So if you follow basketball, obviously you know, and you've seen the coaching prowess that, you know, it takes to win an Mm -hmm. NBA Finals. But, yeah, you know, I guess if you're a casual fan, you don't know Michael Malone is one of the better coaches in the NBA. But that's probably going to change, especially if the Nuggets find themselves back in the NBA Finals this year which it's looking like a good chance. Well, let's head on down to Big D where the Mavs edge the Magic 131-129. The Magic were getting four and a half. They've been one of the better covering teams this season against the number, but the Mavs come through on the money line at minus 195. Total set at 227. The overhits at Bet MGM. Luka going off for 45 points, 15 assists. Tim Hardaway Jr. drops 36 because Kyrie Irving does not play in this game. 
And the Mavs had to rally. They were down 16 at the half. They outscored the Magic 35-12 in the third quarter. And then as a team, Dallas shoots more than 62% from the field in a game that also includes 10 lead changes in the final frame. So the Magic able to keep this one close without Kyrie. A nice job by Tim Hardaway Jr. You never know who's going to step up when one of your stars is out, but he did it in a big way. I'm wondering, I was just looking at the prize for NBA MVP, uh, because once again, Luca putting up 45 along with 15 assists and nine rebounds. And it's, you know, a game against the Magic, so maybe you don't take away too much from that. But ho-hum, Luca with another monster yeah. game. He continues to really fill up the stat sheet, but I don't know if it's enough. I still look at the big men of today's NBA and feel like they have the upper hand because visually, it's just mm-hmm. so impressive when you see the passes that come out of the hands of somebody like Nikola Jokic. And you say, a big man, you know, a seven-footer should not be able to do that. Uh, but do you think... There is a shooting guard or a point guard that has a chance to upend the big men this year in the MVP race? Probably Shea Gilgis Alexander, I would say, SGA. I mean, he's not a shooting guard, but ultimately, if you're talking about someone who's not a big man, who doesn't play inside the paint, who has a chance that's not Jokic or Embiid, I would say it's SGA. Luca's maybe the other guy, but the list I think is probably pretty short, right? Yeah, uh, at least according to the odds. Uh, SGA is your second in line as the favorite, plus 375. Luka is plus uh, 650. And then this kind of goes in line with the Clippers. If you think the Clippers continue to stay hot, maybe you take a look at Kawhi Leonard. He's not even on the board over at BetMGM. At least I'm not seeing it. So we'll have to see the number on that. But it should be interesting. Although... Ho-hum, Nikola Jokic also had a massive night last night against one of the best teams in the East. He is even money to win the MVP. Yes, the job is done. Job is done. <laughs> Let's head to Oklahoma City. The T-Wolves topping the Thunder, 107-101. The T-Wolves getting two and a half points. T-Wolves plus 115 over under was 214 and a half. The under hits. This is potentially what we could see in the Western Conference Finals, even though we got a long way to go. Anthony Edwards, 27 for the T-Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns with 21 points, 10 boards. This one was a really good game. Back and forth with 24 lead changes, six ties. SGA, we're just talking about him. He leads the Thunder with 27, but it's not enough. And Minnesota needed this one after that really bad loss to the Spurs. I would have been on the Thunder here because they've been so good at home. But, man, what a battle that we could see later on in the postseason. I think this was a really big game for the Mm T-Wolves, a team that needed to kind of knock off the schneid after a couple of bad losses, and especially when they've been blowing some of these leads pretty badly. Like that game that Cat scored 64 or however many, they lost to the Hornets. And that was, you know, a lead that they should have held on to against a very bad team. So going on the road and beating a good Oklahoma City team, I feel like is a good uh, turn in the right direction for a very young T-Wolves team who this is who they're going to be facing. You know, if they make it to the postseason, which right now sitting at 33 and 14, they are very much on track to do. So T-Wolves, big win here uh, on the road.
No question about it. If you're keeping track of the NBA Rookie of the Year race, Chet Holmgren, disappointing evening, just two of nine from the field, four points, seven boards. And one big game in college basketball to tell you about last night. Uh, uh, number four, Houston, edges my Longhorn, 76-72. Texas covers by the hook. The Horns were getting four and a half. Houston minus 210 on the money line. You're Total set at 130 and the overhits. Jawan Roberts breaking a tie layup under a minute to go in overtime to help the Cougars win it before they get some free throws late to seal the deal. Jamal Sheed leads all scores with 25 and Houston escapes. The Horns just had such a hard time scoring in overtime. How hard? Yeah, they scored a single bucket in the OT, and that's why the Cougars are the best defensive team in the entire conference. They earned it last night in Austin. Yeah, it feels like you have to earn every single win when you are playing teams in the Big 12. Uh, It is an extremely tough conference. I'm going to be looking at some games tonight in the Big 12. We'll see if we can pick some winners and see if we can continue a trend of following unranked favorites at home going Mm -hmm. against ranked teams we will see if that continues to be the case tcu one of the teams i've got on my radar but jenks how much do you think home court matters in the big 12 because i feel like it means quite a bit in these big conferences yeah i think so too especially when you're talking about a conference that is so competitive this might be This might be the most competitive conference in the country, top to bottom. In fact, Iowa State, for example, beat Kansas, what, a couple nights ago or over the weekend? Iowa State, I believe, is 12-0 and at home this season. I know that's only one team, but if you're talking about a conference that is just so tight and just so back and forth, yeah, that home court advantage can mean everything. And last night, Houston overcame that for the Longhorns pick up a big win coming up next year on the show oh it's only been a couple days but the number is already moving for super bowl 58 you know we're going to talk about it she's chelsea i'm jakes it is the daily tip for back you presented by our good friends at bet mgm stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by bet mgm on the bet ql network Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. It is The Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Oh, you know, we're going to talk about the old Super Bowl coming up. Still a couple weeks away, but still plenty to get to as well. Chelsea, so I am not one to discuss Taylor Swift on a regular basis, but I had this debate yesterday with Fred Smoot when we did our podcast, and I wanted to get your take because we need a woman's perspective here. We were going back and forth. Fred is absolutely convinced, and I think this is the worst idea I've ever heard. He is convinced that Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And when it's done, Kelsey is going to get on one knee and propose to Taylor Swift right there on the field, and she's going to say yes. And I said, let me tell you something, buddy. 
I know. And I said, look, I don't know much about old Tay Tay, but I'll tell you this. With all of the things that she sings about, within her feelings as she gets, do you think her dream is to be proposed to on a football field with Travis Kelsey and shoulder pads and pants, sweaty, smelling gross after a Super Bowl win? And the reason why I say this is because you can bet on this in Canada. They put up these odds. Yesterday, it was minus 250 for no. And I was like, yes, hammer that, hammer that. Now it's minus, oh my God, is that minus 30,000 or minus 3,000, Matt? Regardless, I don't think there's any chance she would ever go for that. Fred is convinced, oh my God, it would be a dream come true. All the publicity caught up in the moment, confetti everywhere. I think it'd be a terrible idea. What do you think? I don't know, because think about how many long-term relationships Taylor Swift has had and how long those have lasted. And I don't think any of them have ended up in an engagement, have they? So I would be afraid if I was Travis Kelsey that she would say no. You know, like, I don't think she would if it was public, but I feel like it's still too early on in the relationship. Like, don't you think she would, like, really think about it if she hasn't gotten engaged thus far? Because this would be different right. if she's some celebrity that's already been married, who's already been engaged. But it seems to me that she takes marriage pretty seriously because she hasn't been engaged yet. And she's been in yeah. some of these long-term relationships. I just think I, – I don't know anything about her. But I believe – I believe for someone who seems to be pretty intellectual – who has a very, not a well, maybe a well-crafted idea of what she expects, what she wants. And for someone who has spoke to so many women out there with all these Swifties, do you really think the one thing that she wants or when she dreams about her proposal happening, that it's (laughs) at Allegiant Stadium in Sin City after the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. I feel like it would be the biggest letdown on the planet. So I don't know. I don't see it happening. I'm not really into discussing it for hours on end, but I would be stunned. But isn't this the type of thing that Travis Kelsey may think that she wants? Yes. Like, hopefully, like, isn't this the ultimate guy move? It's like, oh, that's every girl's dream, getting engaged at the Super Bowl, right? Uh, so I can totally see him thinking this is something that she would want, but hopefully he knows her better than that. And I don't know her either. Maybe she does want that. This would not be the first time this happened. Uh, Carlos Correa engaged, uh, got engaged to his girlfriend, um, who is now his wife, uh, mm-hmm. at the World Series or after the World Series. But this is also a tough game. Like, it's not guaranteed that the Chiefs are going to win. So right. isn't that something that would make you really nervous? So let me put, you know, you in the frame here. If you were playing in the national championship or, you know, NBA finals, whatever right. you have it, wouldn't you not want to compound the nerves that are already at stake for playing for a championship with, huh, I might propose after the game. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, I wouldn't want to get married during a sporting event. Like just as a, as a human being, like that is not what, I have in mind when I think about a proposal, I think, it, and look, if you want to get married in, in, in front of a 
full house proposed on the to. jumbo proposed to. yeah proposed to whatever if you want to do it in front of a a full house if you want to do it where everybody sees it on the jumbotron or you flash it up hey heather will you marry me great you do it but at least for me personally that's that's something that is a very intimate moment which i don't particularly would like to share with the entire world or with the entire stadium each person is different so i wouldn't want that but i listened to fred who of course played football and he's like oh my god why wouldn't you why would i mean it's the biggest event in the world i mean it's it, you, you it doesn't get bigger than this i'm like for you, Fred, you played NFL football for you. Yes, it's the big – I don't know if for her it's the biggest event in the world because she became a football fan like mid-season. So I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it will. But, yes, I think to answer your question, that would be a lot to have on your mind if you're getting ready to play a championship game. And, oh, by the way, I might get engaged when this is over. It would be a power move, though, for Travis Kelsey mm -hmm. saying, like, this is my domain and this is how, you know, the engagement's going to go. It's an mm -hmm. interesting, you know, parallel. I have been watching The Crown and Jenks. We're going to have to get back to Jenks's Netflix corner here soon once yeah. the Super Bowl is over. Uh, I've been watching The Crown and it's wild the dynamic between Queen Elizabeth and like her husband. And like, there's this whole thing about like, he doesn't want to kneel. He wants all these things. He feels like he's not, you know, a husband. I wonder if there's any of that in the relationship with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I wonder if they've had any of these power struggles where clearly she's not the breadwinner, but definitely mm -hmm. somebody who has more power in the realm of the world. Like she's not the queen, but she's yes. pretty damn close here in America. Oh, yeah. The only thing that you could convince me of, and Bill just sort of alluded to this in the chat, because I was discussing this with Catherine last night. I was like, all right, honey, you got to tell me your thoughts here. You're a Swifty. Is that this does very much have a high school feel to it, right? Like, it's almost like the head cheerleader dating the quarterback or the most popular guy on the football team, that kind of thing. And there's something very, I don't know, kind of all American about it that people can get caught up in. Maybe they're caught up in that. I don't know. But ultimately, I don't think it happens. I would bet against it. Not now at minus 3,000, but I would have hammered it at minus 250. All right, so I know we said we weren't going to talk about this forever, but I'm into it now. Uh, doesn't this go against her branding, though? Like, doesn't she want to seem like yes. the most relatable Middle America yes. girl? So, like, if she gets engaged to at the Super Bowl, you know, by probably, like, you know, obviously he's going to do it if they win. There's a chance he's Super mm -hmm. Bowl MVP. I don't know. It doesn't seem as relatable as most of her decisions are. Like, look at her hair. Like, her mousy brown hair, which she has beautiful, natural, like, really long, curly hair. But she wants to be relatable. So she wears relatable clothes. She has a relatable hairstyle. This does not feel very relatable to me. No, it's not. It is anti-everything that she stood for in her entire career. Because what have you always heard Swifty say when people say, well, I'm sort of tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. Well, it's not her fault. It's not, it's like, nobody's saying it's her fault. But when you're as mega popular and as big of a star as she is, of course, there's gonna be attention that comes along with this. And she has been 
very crafty and saying, you know what, I'm not leaning into this attention. I'm not up here trying to get the cameras on me. I'm not up here trying to get you to cover me. I'm just doing what I do. If you choose to cover me, that's on you, right? So what did she have that quote about Brad's and Chad's or something about people complaining? Like she's not leaning out of the suite. So for someone who has, like you mentioned, said, you know, I'm the every girl, right? I'm very relatable. Nothing is more unrelatable than when we're talking about the biggest event on the planet, at least sporting-wise, and that's when you get engaged in front of every single camera ever right there after potentially a Chiefs win. That would be just like anti-everything she's ever done to build up to this point. I feel like the Swifties would turn in a heartbeat, or they might just go along with whatever she does. Yeah, I think she could do whatever she wanted and the Swifties would go along with it. But here's the bigger question. Is she even going to be there at the Super Bowl? And like, Mm. I am proud to know that, or I am proud to say that I don't know this. You know, I haven't been researching too much Taylor Swift stuff. Yeah. But doesn't she have some kind of world tour that people are saying, oh, well, you know, she can get the jet back out and, you know, jet back to the Super Bowl. Yes. But I do believe she's going to be doing some world tour on the other side of the globe. Yeah, she's going to be in Tokyo. So I do believe that she'll take her private jet. She'll fly back to the game. But then Fred said, and you know what I think? I think she's going to show up in Vegas. Fred was just off the rails yesterday. And he goes, I think halfway through the game, when we're talking about the halftime show, when Usher performs, all of a sudden, Taylor's going to like come up out of the stage and perform. I was like, absolutely not. Do you know the preparation With that Usher? it takes to perform? With Usher. So, they don't have any songs together. No, Wait. they don't. I was like, you're, no way. I go, no way. She's not going to come up out of the stage during Usher's show and join like Lil John and Usher after less than 24 hours earlier being on stage in Tokyo. There's just no way. So you can take this to an extreme, but... I can't imagine any of that happening. I think she takes a plane back. She's in a suite. She watches Travis in scene. I'm not going to lie, though. If we had Usher, Lil Jon, you know, doing Yeah or one of their bangers and Taylor Swift try to have a verse, I think I'd like to see that just because I think it would go (laughs) terribly or maybe not. I mean, (laughs) I would love to see a mashup of Usher, Luda, Lil John and Taylor, like all try to make it work. There's no way. With the logistics and all that takes to go into a Super Bowl show, no way. No way. God, now it's in my brain. Like, could this really happen? No way. I need to quit listening to Fred. But isn't that how the whole season has unfolded? Like, every time we said, no way. No way they're dating. No way. This isn't real. They're not going to kiss. They're not going to last the whole season. But what do you know? Here we are. So who are we to doubt? That's true. Who are we to doubt? Well, I guess we should talk a little football here. I guess. I do want to get to one quote, and we can, we've can. we got plenty of time to actually go into the numbers. And by the way, if you're curious, the spread has moved a little bit. It has gone from Niners minus one back to Niners minus one and a half. So it's gone back and forth over the last 24 hours. I just want to play for you this quote from Patrick Mahomes. And... He's saying that he's been listening to none other than the GOAT. 
Yeah, I've learned to play different. I said it kind of during the week. It's not all about stats. It's about winning at the end of the day. You saw Tom do it for a long time. Um, he, he would do whatever it took to win. And when the defense is playing like that, um, I, my job is not turn it over, get it to the playmaker, score enough points, and get the win. Uh, Patrick, shh, shh, just shh, my God, here we are, it's in the morning, we're having a nice conversation, and Patrick coming in hot, now I learn to win, I learn to win, I learn to win, yeah, I did that, yeah, yeah. all right, all right, all right, he's been listening to Tom Brady, smart advice, I really haven't seen that adjustment in his game outside of the fact that he just finds a way, but maybe that's exactly what he's talking about. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even hear what he said. I was like so taken aback with the way that he said it. Jenks, what did he just say there? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't. I was so, my ears hurt. And then by the time they stopped ringing, the soundbite was done. Essentially, he was just talking about just, that's like I said, it, it's just about winning. It's just about winning, which I think is code for it's not necessarily about putting up the stats Think about Tom Brady. What was it against the Rams when the Patriots won the Super Bowl a few years ago? What, 13-3 or something? And it was a really uh, boring That game Super was Bowl. terrible. But it was terrible. But you know what? They won. And mm-hmm. you'll look back and say that was a terrible game. But guess what? The Patriots got their ring. Brady got another ring. So I think it just goes back to the idea that, look, sometimes it's not pretty. And sometimes you have to, in fact, if you really want to become a champion all of the time, what you have to do is put your ego and your statistics to the side and say, whatever it takes and that sounds great in theory in practice not every person can do that well that's the patriot way isn't it and Mm -hmm. i was having this conversation with i think it was my dad how it feels like the patriot way and the brady way are pretty much intertwined because wasn't brady the ultimate beacon of the patriot way somebody who was willing to always take a pay cut he was Mm -hmm. the ultimate team player during you know their time off he was holding you know off-season workouts for the receivers on the beach where he's running uh routes with these guys so maybe that's him trying to you know pass on the brady and the patriot way to patrick mahomes because so far you know it hasn't looked so much like it because patrick mahomes has had you know what two receivers but you know Mm -hmm. this would be probably his best work yet if they could win a super bowl this year Well, now I'm thinking about the Super Bowl halftime show. And of course, like everything else when it comes to the Super Bowl, you know you're going to be able to bet on it, especially if you find some of those weirdo markets like yesterday. Coming up next here on the show, we're going to look back at how our NFL preseason predictions worked out for us with a couple of surprises thrown in. That is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back on a Tuesday. The Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up, if Nostradamus exists, he might just be working at NFL Network. Chelsea, when you hear Patrick Mahomes, and he came in hot there. We were giving him a hard time, but I understand what he was saying, talking about just trying to win football games regardless of what your stat line may look like. But 
I always find it interesting too when you're in the media or when you spent a lot of time interviewing subjects or interviewing athletes, what have you, and then the tables are turned and then you're the one being interviewed. It feels a lot different because that's happened to me before. And I wanted to ask you about your experience where I'm normally 99 times out of a hundred holding the microphone or doing the interviewing. And in the handful of times that someone has interviewed me for whatever, I don't feel nearly as comfortable at all. Have you had this experience? Well, the closest thing I can think of is our weekly radio hits. When you don't know the questions that are going to be asked. Because it is a tough position to be in. Because I go on some of these shows and they'll fire, you know, curveballs out of nowhere. What are the odds on this coach being the next coach of this team? I'm like, well, that's not offered at BetMGM. So it's not something I will be promoting. Uh, And also, like, I don't have any personal ties to any of these coaches. So I don't know. Like, as opposed to some of these games, like, that is my job, to handicap games where I have information in front of me. I can look at the numbers. But when it comes to head coaches, like, I just don't know. So I definitely know how it feels to be thrown a curveball. Or they'll randomly ask me about, like, a random college basketball game which I definitely go into the weeds for my college basketball games, but I don't handicap every single one of them. So when they ask me about one, I just, you know, have to sit there and think because I think the best piece of advice that I have heard on interviews was they taught a class to Auburn athletes about how to Mm -hmm. address the media, which I think is important if you're a big name athlete. And they said, It is never a bad idea to take a second, take a breath, and think Mm -hmm. about what you're going to say. Nobody's going to, like, boo you off the podium if you sit there and say, hey, let me think about it for a second. You sit there, you think, and then you answer. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. And also, I think it's it's something that you can use if you're starting out or you're being interviewed and it's easy to lean on, uh, right. Uh, and then, uh, you can just go on and on doing that. And the reason why that is, is because when you hear silence, even for a second, it feels a lot longer than it is. And so Mm -hmm. I was teaching journalism a long time ago. I would say, listen, same thing. It's okay to pause for a second or two, gather yourself and continue. It's okay. I know it sounds like you're being silent, for 5, 10, 15 seconds at a time, you can't just sit there and not say anything, but it's okay to take a pause, gather yourself, and move forward. And once you get into the habit of doing that, then you can get away from feeling like, I have to fill this dead air, this dead space with something. So it's really, that's very similar advice. Do you ever watch really dramatic shows on Netflix, HBO, whatever, and realize, Mm -hmm. number one, how slowly they talk? And number two how many dramatic pauses and dramatic looks there are. And I'm like, those don't happen in real life. Nobody is this dramatic in real life. Do you ever notice that? Yes. No. No. I know what you're saying. Yes. In real life, do I know anyone that's that dramatic? No. And if I do, I probably am going to scurry away pretty quickly. Someone who gets super dramatic super quickly. I'm like, is this some sort of... Are you, we shooting this? This seems way over the top. I just asked you if I could scoot by so I can go to the bathroom. Why is this turning into some sort of production? So yeah, I noticed that too. I'm glad my regular life is not like that because I don't want constant drama. There's one thing I cannot stand and it is unnecessary drama. 
but this is what we want in dramatic TV shows, though, because it does set well, the tone. True. Like I said, I'm watching The Crown, and there are so many dramatic looks and pauses, and maybe it's the difference in, like, American culture and British culture, and also this is, you know, 100 years ago or whatever. Uh, so it's like a lot of things are said with glances and looks. Yes. And they use their words very wisely, which I think is another, you know, good bit of advice is, you know, if you can say something succinctly, it's going to have more of an effect of, you know, saying like, it's like a text. If you send a one sentence text to somebody and you really want to say something like that's probably going to be more impactful than three paragraphs where it's a bunch of word salad. No, you're absolutely right about that. And so to that end, Chelsea, let me be very dramatic here when getting into this next story. It's not easy making predictions. I know you've been there. I've been there. Especially when people are just looking for reasons to criticize you. And why, why would you criticize when none of us are perfect? The only person I know who was perfect was Jesus. Anyway, Peter Schrager from... <laughs> from NFL Network. He has done something remarkable. So he has made, for the past four seasons, before the season even started, he has predicted the Super Bowl champion for each of the last four years. So listen to what he said before this season got underway. Folks, I've got the script. <laughs> Chiefs, got it. Bucks, got it. Rams, got it. Chiefs again, got it. I said in August last year that second year unknown linebacker Nick Bolton was going to make the play of the Super Bowl and his team would be hoisting a second Lombardi in four years and it exactly happened that way. So it'll be 49ers versus Chiefs in Vegas. And as specific as I was with Nick Bolton a year ago, I will be specific on this one as well. The winner with the exact score being 34 to 28, remember that now, 34 to 28, and with second year cornerback, Trent McDuffie returning a pick six late in the fourth quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs will yet again be your Super Bowl champion. That's amazing. And you know what? First of all, the odds of picking four straight Super Bowl champions, I, I can't even imagine what those odds are. Ridiculous. Do you think he's right again now? I, you don't even have to pick a winner right now. I know it's early. You did pick the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl, so good on you before the season. You said they were going to lose to the Eagles, but still, I was way off. I had Bengals-Eagles. Matt had Eagles-Bengals. Double D had Jets over Niners. Still had the Niners. Bill had Bengals over Cowboys. Kate had Bengals over Eagles. So you're half right. I, 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 I just can't get over how amazing it is that Peter Schrager made this prediction. Well, he should have put his money where his mouth is because here's the thing. In today's mm -hmm. prognosticating business, in sports media business, don't talk about it. Be about it. If he would have been putting money on these, he could be retired on an island somewhere if he was feeling this strongly in his convictions. But this actually doesn't make me feel that badly because at least he works at NFL Network. 
This week, we will see the headlines. Mango the manatee has predicted the Super Bowl <laughs> right each of the last five seasons. And you're like, this is what I do for a living. And there's a manatee at the zoo that's doing my job mm -hmm. better than me. This never makes me feel good. So at least this is somebody who works in the line of football and not some mammal at the zoo. <sighs> at least it's a human. At least. Right? It, but sometimes, but see, sometimes the animals get it right. They do, but but you're right. It, I, I think it's fascinating that this is someone who works for NFL Network, who certainly isn't just throwing darts at a dartboard. He doesn't have insider knowledge, but I'm saying the wherewithal to say, based on the sample size, based on what I know covering this league for as long as I've covered it, here are my predictions. I mean, that is unbelievable. Let's look at some of our other, at least our preseason predictions. We had some misses. No one had the Packers in the playoffs. No one had the Texans in the playoffs. No one had the Bucks in the playoffs. I mean, I don't really fault us for that. Four out of five of us had the Commanders in the playoffs. Those were our misses. However, we had some nice hits. Bill was the only one to call a Cowboys division title. Maddie was the only one to call a Ravens division title. And Double D was the only one to call a Lions division title. But the one thing I keep going back to, Chelsea, is when we look at when we look at who we like for the Super Bowl and we see some Bengals picks in there, a lot of Bengals, we see a Jets pick. What is the common thread there? It's losing your starting quarterback. So that's the and that's what makes making these picks or these selections so difficult because if you lose a top tier starter, you're done. Well, we saw it with the Bengals. They actually were pretty competitive this year, even despite yeah. not having Joe Burrow. But when you get to that next level, especially in the AFC, when you're facing the cream of the crop and this great crop of young quarterbacks, it's just really tough to compete. But the other thing is, the other theme I noticed was a lot of us like the Eagles this year. And I think this is an important lesson, that even if a team makes the Super Bowl, does not mean it is very easy to get back there. Because look at the Eagles. And I think this is something that maybe has a parallel with the Lions if they lose mm -hmm. Ben Johnson, which has this been announced yet? I know you've been talking about how the commanders really want him. Yeah. But I think it goes to show how important coordinators are to a team, especially when you have the best. No, no question about it. And I do think the commanders are going to hire Ben Johnson. He's sort of been the guy they have targeted from the beginning. And also, I think they want to switch, right? It, it's interesting how NFL coaches or NFL organizations do this, right? Sometimes they'll go from a defensive-minded head coach. That was Ron Rivera. And now they'll say, well, now we want to switch it up. We got to draft a quarterback. We want to focus on the offense now. Eric Bieniemy is still here. So let's go after an offensive guy. So Adam Schefter is saying that Ben Johnson isn't necessarily guaranteed for the commanders. I think maybe he is the leader right now. But there's no guarantee. But to your broader point, yeah, that's one of the difficult things about making these predictions. Remember, was it a few years ago when the Bucks had all 22 starters back and we thought they have the whole team back? How could they not do it? They didn't do it. It is hard to repeat, hard to go back to the Super Bowl. Coming up next, it is an NBA Tuesday with the Celtics trying to win at home on back-to-back -back nights. We got some picks and leans for you in Hour 2. It is a daily tip from QL presented by BetMGM. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.